You are listening to the InspireWire Podcast, Episode 7. Welcome Welcome to to the InspireWire, a podcast where ideas are exchanged, worlds are traveled, and life is experienced. This is the InspireWire with your host, Tom Murphy. All right, everyone, welcome to episode seven of the Inspire Wire. Today's guest is Matt Rice, my friend from my hometown, Northbridge, and he's living in Boston right now. And I got a chance to go and visit his apartment, and we got our first live interview, and we talked about uh, kind of about what he does. Um, he's involved in technology and data science. And uh, we talked about the future of technology and how a, a lot of what we do on our phones and how we access internet uh, is being used in the future and all that data is being collected. And we also talk about artificial intelligence and and a lot of cool stuff uh, about the future of technology. So I really think you guys are going to like it. It's really an interesting topic, especially to me, because I'm always interested in in new things like that. So we also talk about Matt's other interests and hobbies and and his involvement in a rap collective, the Gator Gang. And we have uh, one of their tracks uh, at the end of uh, the show. So definitely check that out as well. All right, let's go to the interview. All right, everyone. We're here with my good friend, Matt Rice, uh, from my hometown of Northbridge, Mass. We're here at his apartment in Boston that I actually lived, fun fact, I lived in Boston with Matt, and we're here in my former bedroom, and now it's, uh, you know. It looks it, great. It, it, it does. Uh, I'm very comfortable, you know, back I only lived there for a month, but I'm back, so it's good to see you. It's been a while, and um, thanks for coming on the show. Um, it's a pleasure, Murph. <laughs> I think we're going to have a good interview, um, but just to start off, um, you went to Syracuse University, um, and uh, what did you major in uh, over at Syracuse? So it's funny how it came to be, because... Um, I work in technology, but when I went to Syracuse, um, I was not a tech. I was not a technology major. I studied policy studies, which okay. is um, studying how certain government policies can affect certain things. Um, the typical career track is somebody goes into like data analysis or they go work for a federal organization. Yeah. But um, during my junior year, my friend said, "Hey, you." you're pretty good with a computer. You might like this information technology program, maybe do a minor. Yeah. And I tried a few classes and I fell in love with all the stuff you can do with technology. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I don't really have any background in, you know, technology and information technology, but that is the way of the future. And um, I think everyone growing up pretty soon is going to end up have needing to have some type of um you know background in or like some some type of expertise in that area because it's going to be throughout you know all of society really well think about us growing up murph you know we didn't have cell phones um we barely had the internet 
I remember dial-up. You remember the, the dial-up <laughs> tones getting connecting in. Yeah. But think about kids now. Um, a typical four-year-old might receive an iPad as a birthday gift. Yeah. They're, people are using, uh, kids growing up now are using technology from the moment they can you know, read and watch stuff. Yeah, I, you know, when we were kids, our parents would always be like, you know, acting like we're, we're so glued to the TV or we're, we're on like, you know, a Game Boy. But nowadays it's, it's even more amplified and I'm glad we were just on, we were just old enough that we could still, you know, enjoy being outside or, um, all those different things. Because if we had an iPad when we were like eight or nine, like we'd be on the iPad instead of being outside. So, I mean, it's crazy, but yeah, that's, that's the way it's going to be. Um, and it's interesting to see how, how fast everything's going right now. The the pace of acceleration uh, is just, it's skyrocketing. Um, I mean, I wasn't even allowed to have a video game console until I was 13. And now people have a video console on their phone that they have in their pockets at all times. Yeah. The, the whole having the phone and, um, I mean, I didn't have, like you said, you know, I didn't have a phone till like very late middle school, (laughs) you know, and, 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 and the thing is a phone nowadays, it's not, it's not what it was back in the day. Back in the day, we were, we hardly even had text. We had, you know, we could call we sound like old men right now, really. Um, but I'd like to remind the, the audience that we are above 24. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, um, yeah, so it, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But There's some real funky stuff out there, and it's going to be incredible to see. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but also a little bit skeptical, as everyone should and, be. Yeah, as, of course, as you should be. So... Um, your job now, it's, you said you're in data and data science. So I'm a, my official title is I'm a big data administrator. Okay. So I work for a financial firm and you'd have to guess there is a lot of data. Yeah. So a lot of people ask me, what is big data? Yeah. And you have, you have your data that can fit on a laptop. You have your data that can fit on a big server that you see in the movies, like in the data centers. Yeah. And then you have data that is so big that it can't fit on one single device. And what we that what was invented for that is um, a technology called Hadoop okay. um, in distributed storage. Yeah. And that's the technology that drives big data. You distribute the data throughout multiple servers. And my job is, or one of my roles is to administer um, that big data technology. Okay, so, and... What you guys are doing is kind of, like you said, sending out that data to multiple servers and and you're kind of you taking that data and getting information about, uh, you know, what people click on or what people, how people use the internet, essentially? Well, we're a financial firm, so there is a little bit of that work done with yeah. our, our website, but... The power of big data for financial firms is that instead of um, taking data in yearly slices and analyzing that, you can analyze entire 20-year data sets in one go. Instead of um, segmenting it by year, you can analyze the whole data set and you, it's giving us the ability to get new insights. And this is across all industries. The amount of data that's available 
now people are finding new things about their business line. It's it's super exciting to be in this field. Yeah, and I think the way that that is expanding is is great for even small businesses now um, because the the internet is just allowing so many more small businesses or small startups to kind of create their own space within the internet and market themselves and do all of these things and take advantage of all the information like you're saying that is available right it's the it's the rise of data analytics whether it's across big data or you're doing it across a smaller data set um, data analytics are changing the way that nonprofits, governments and small businesses big corporations do business it's yeah. it's a data-driven world now and that's that's not going away yeah that's definitely true everything it seems to be the fact that everybody has a phone like we were saying we're almost constantly using that and every time we use it it's being analyzed and it it's like big brother is just hanging over i, I always think about that kind of um there's no way to really get off the grid it seems well that's the thing now they used to be able to go to the remote um wilderness um this is before wi-fi though you know everybody says oh we hate the way the technology's made us but you know sometimes i sit for hours on twitter just browsing through and it's addicting um there's no way to get off the grid anymore unless you're going to disconnect from the world completely. And you're not going to find a lot of people who want to do that anymore because you'll say there's a lot of bad to do with um, all the surveillance and all the data collection. There's some things that are scary about it, but it's actually kind of beautiful to be able to be connected to anybody in the world or any information source. Yeah, there's definitely incredible opportunities and possibilities with that. Uh, with all the technology that comes with that. So that's really cool. Um, and you also said that one of your interests or one of the things that your job um, kind of tailors itself to is um, machine learning. So yeah, machine learning is something that's you're going to hear a lot about in the next five years. Um, machine learning kind of ties in with artificial intelligence. Okay. So, you know, the movie AI that came out in the 90s yeah. and it had the you know the the guy the robots you know yeah, yeah. And terminator all that stuff that's all kind of that's kind of all the scary stuff of machine learning so um machine learning is kind of so you have algorithms that you feed data into and these algorithms run over and over again and computers learn from these algorithms now computers are super good at repetitive tasks that's what they're built for doing the same thing over and over again where something like machine learning and artificial intelligence come in comes in is the data start to learn, uh, the computer starts to learn from doing those things over and over again and can start doing them on their its own. Right. So like yeah. uh, an example that everybody probably knows is Siri. Siri runs on machine learning. Um, Siri gathers information and it goes through the algorithm and it spits out, like if you ask Siri, Siri, where should I go eat? Siri searching through machine, it's using machine learning to search through all the data it knows and it through the learning that it's done, it spits out, okay, he wants to go eat at a restaurant in Boston, in his neighborhood, downtown, it spits out all these answers. Right. Yeah, that's, it's crazy because what Siri can also do, because you're consistently at, like, if you use Siri to ask them multiple questions throughout, say, a few months, they start to learn more about your interests Correct. and things like that. And that's the same way that, you know, Facebook can mm -hmm. target you for certain ads or 
or all all the different things. Well, the the biggest thing that people are using, uh, one of the biggest use cases for big data and machine learning is that companies over the internet will collect information on you. Um, A big one is Amazon. So Amazon looks at what you're clicking at and it gets a pattern of what you look at and what you purchase. And then that's how it gets its recommendations for you that come up on the side. And you're always like, wow, I do really want that. That's because they're using machine learning and it's getting more and more accurate. Yeah. And it seems that, well, while that is a great benefit and it may be something that you really wanted to purchase and you forgot about or or it was convenient that it was right there for you there's also like you were saying in those movies there's you know a negative side where they know so much about you that it can be you know they they could know like information that you don't want other people to know here's the thing about um, this data collection whether you like it or not they do know all these things about you and these they have a lot of companies have profiles on you as a person on what you like and what would be advertised to you now this is scary um or some people think this is good but there are ways to protect yourself um there's like uh putting a piece of tape over your laptop that's, computer, like that's a very low-tech solution but <laughs> um you can also use something called a vpn um it's oh, a virtual yeah. private network um mm-hmm. what it does is it takes your um it kind of it reroutes your uh, connection to the internet through a third-party server, um, some a server that's somewhere else between um, your internet provider and you. So your your data is protected in this um, remote server. I have a VPN um, just because I don't I'm not gung ho about somebody monitoring what I'm doing. Um, I don't always use it, but um, it's a cheap way to protect yourself. Yeah, and a lot of companies will use VPNs. Um, if you work remotely um, and you log into the company network, you're using a VPN. So they have a lot of different uses. But oh. for personally, um, I like to protect my uh, my browsing habits. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess for people in general, like that's just a lot of information. Like everything you type into Google, it's just like. You might talk, type in a random question and all these different things are just going to keep adding up and people are just going to be, or whoever is monitoring knows so much about you, you know? And I don't know, it, it's probably not something you want to be sharing with everyone. I don't know. It's, it's kind of creepy to think about it. It is creepy and, you know, there's some good uses from it. Um, the amount of data that's created today is incredible. Yeah. Um, we were just talking before we got on about yeah. how much data is generated in a day, and um, it's the data. The amount is equivalent to, um, I think it was ninety HD videos. No, it was ninety years. Of- ninety years of uh, HD videos. Yeah, that's that's a crazy stat. That that that's yeah. the amount of data that's generated um, that comes in an HD video is massive, and we're creating ninety every, years every worth of that every day. Yeah, and that's why big data is going to be important moving forward because. This technology allows you to get insights from that information, whether you're using it for bad or for good. Let me give a, a good example because we, you know, kind of have dark clouds across this I, podcast. I think the reason why is because I'm usually kind of a, you know, pessimistic slash skeptical when it comes to, you know, government and other like big corporations and things like that. So I've always been kind of like, 
stay out, you know. And I should probably get a VPN. I know. You're a VPN guy. Do you have a good example? Um, there's a couple you can look online. I use, um, let me let me look it up. You can edit this uh, lookout period yeah. out. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll take this out. <laughs> <laughs> I use one called uh, PIA VPN. Um, you can go on your phone. You can go okay. on your personal computer. It's like, I think it's 30 bucks a year. So no, cheap. But- a good example of machine learning. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we were talking about some dark applications, but um, yeah, some positive ones. It's maybe um, this is less machine learning, but more big data. Is um, you have cities who are starting to embrace um, tracking data of kind of their citizens and how the traffic moves and yeah. where people are using services, and they're taking all this data in. And they're using it to better serve their populations. Yeah. So an example is uh, cities are taking traffic log information in and they're seeing where the traffic is at specific hours. So they can say, okay, we need to make a new roadway here or we need to ease traffic here. Um, another example is um, we have a lot of wildlife that's um, endangered or there's uh, that's on the verge of being extinct. And scientists are using type of big data to track these uh, instincts, uh, species that are uh, endangered and seeing where they are and kind of helping save them and bring them back. Yeah, I mean, I'm down for both of those. Uh, it would, I definitely would like there to be less traffic. Um, I think we all would. Yeah, and um, I mean, as far as animals go, that, I mean, how they're able to track where these animals are and things like that, I do not know. But uh, yeah, anything that could, you know, make it so our impact on them isn't as great as it is right now would be great as well. I mean, I don't know. The technology can do a lot of great things for us. Um, one particular um, use case that I'm thinking of that everybody's probably familiar with is um, automated cars. Yeah. So that's. That's, yeah. that, that runs with machine learning. So let me kind of break it down. Yeah. So automated cars, they're taking in all the information around them. Um, with They have um, kind of radar and they have sensors on the car that take in all the information, you know, cars around them, airspeed people. It's just constant stream of data and it's being stored and it's being analyzed with uh, machine learning algorithms. And it, the machine learning uh, algorithm spits out, okay, turn left right here. You know, it, it's crazy that yeah. that this is happening. You know, you, would you think that there'd be automatic cars in your lifetime? No, I mean, when I was a kid, it was like, um, yeah, so the next thing up from this is everybody's going to be flying and driving cars in the sky because of Back to the Future. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, this is actually really interesting to me because when we have these cars that you know are going to be driving themselves i'm interested to see how does that fit in the dynamic of of like you know taking over because it seems that it would be more efficient to not have drivers on the road because then there would be no accidents correct that's uh so if the thing that's going to happen is that we're going to start phasing out um, human drivers because human drivers are prone to error. I mean, we all know somebody who's been into a car crash. Yeah. Uh, and computers are less prone to making errors of human judgment. Yeah. Now, I've got to ask you, would you get into an automated, uh, automatically driven I mean, car right now? I was I mean, asking my friends this. Yeah, I mean, 
This is the thing. The the phase where it's gonna be meshing and in like right now, no, I would not get into <laughs> one because it's like we are the ones making these cars. We are the guinea pigs. Yes. So we have like the machine learning, like you're saying, that this machine, this car is gonna learn and it's gonna get better at what it is, and we're gonna get better at perfecting this car. And so I'm gonna wait until we've we've made some strides and until it is something that is very common and is effective. And I think once this does happen, it'll be very good for everyone because not only are we not gonna have to sink in a ton of money on buying a car, we we're gonna use trans like all most cars when you buy them, you're not driving them a lot. You're not. And you're going to only use transportation when you need it. And it's going to be great because the we're going to have like cars that on demand. And well, I guess it seems that way. I don't really know what the landscape of automatic Uber. Yeah. Uber is one of the leaders in this because they don't want to pay drivers. So they, you know, yeah. their business model is the reason it's so highly valued is the idea that they will stop paying drivers and they will have automatic cars and they will just be making buckets of money. Yeah, there's Uber's not. I don't think Uber is very profitable right now. All their valuation is because of the idea that they could replace their labor force with um, automated uh, cars. Yeah. And that's either exciting or disappointing, depending on how you look at it for um, the drivers. But it's an interesting time to be alive, for uh, especially with yeah. all the technology that's up and coming. Yeah. I'm excited for sure. Um, so where do you think... Um, so right now you're doing this, you know, data preparation. Where do you think the future of your career or jobs like people like you, what, what do you think um, you're going to transform or, or in your future like career path? Where do you see yourself? Well, I don't think that I think there's just going to be more and more data. This is this so is. So you're in a great field. <laughs> well, that's that's why I chose to. I'm a I'm a pretty practical person. Okay. So when I was looking for what I wanted to do, I was reading a lot of tech articles, and everybody was saying big data, big data, big data is happening and it's taking off. So I said to myself, well, I want a piece of that. <laughs> so I, I I learned some of the technology, and when I started at my job, I said, are you guys doing big data? And I made that. I made it clear that that's what I was interested in. Yeah. And that's why I got hired because I said that in my interview. Yeah. And they're just like, all right, we're going to start a big data project. You're in charge of it. Yeah. And that's an incredible opportunity coming out of college. But yeah. it was really exciting to learn that. And there's more and more technology coming around it now to make um, it easier to use. Because right now, it's it's not the easiest to take adva- uh, get insight from that data because you're storing it across a bunch of servers. Um, there's this... There's this thing called distributed processing, um, yeah. where you're you're doing the analysis across all the data on all the different servers. It's difficult to coordinate. So what I see happening is it's going to get easier, and we're going to get more and more insight from big data. Yeah, one thing um, it, when we were, when you were talking about how you wanted to get into this field because it's getting popular and things like that. What I've noticed is that a lot of different career paths industries are transforming before our eyes and and when i think back to when i was a kid and the different types of jobs that were out there this particular moment um 
like this few decades it's going to change like who has a job and what type of jobs are out there so quickly that it seems that what you're learning when you're a kid and maybe even in college are starting to be like questioned well it's a lot of people say we're going through i think we're the fourth industrial revolution right now okay. um the the rise of um, technology robotics and data analytics uh it's, you're right a lot of the jobs that were around and were good jobs in the 50s 60s right after world war ii um these mean these labor intensive jobs have been they're being phased out in favor of robotics yeah. uh, and these these robotics are powered by machine learning that's where they get their intelligence from so it's an interesting time to see what's going to happen to the labor force some people will say all oh, these jobs aren't you know it's not as bad as people think but it's every year year over year more and more jobs have been being replaced um because it's cheaper to have a, a, a robot doing the job than it is for a person you know for better or worse yeah and it seems that eventually it seems that like when our generation the the kids of our generation um so the next one that's coming up we don't know what their jobs are going to look like and it's it's really interesting in that sense because our teachers like my age the the people that are graduating through my class of college who are becoming teachers what are they teaching our kids because they they have to be continuously learning and educating themselves in order to teach our you know our youth it's crazy it's it's interesting to see um, how education is going to transform to teach this new generation. You're absolutely right. I don't, I don't think that enough is being done to transition to this new economy we're going to have. I think that um, STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, that needs to be taught to kids as soon as possible. You know, yeah. there's all sorts of different careers out there, and those those creative careers are going to continue to exist. But any type of uh, STEM-related job, it's, they are exploding. And yeah. guess what? In America, a lot of them are unfilled because we don't have, we don't have people who know the skills. Yeah. The only, like, one of the only areas where that is consistently driven home is the West Coast. And I, when I was talking to my friend Dylan from Williams, he's living out in Palo Alto. And, and that is the environment. And unfortunately, that's one of the only areas where that's really happening because that's they're right around all the startups and Mm -hmm. that's where things are happening well this is the exciting thing about technology it's um it's very available out there for all the people uh you can educate yourself without having to go to an expensive college there's so many online resources out there and that's what gets me excited about technology and why i'm inspired by technology is because you can go out there on the internet and you can learn you can just keep co- constantly learning you, you yeah. have to learn you have if you're going to stay relevant you have to learn new skills any, any skill you want you can look it up and there will be a youtube video out there for you oh, absolutely <laughs> yeah. uh, you can in order to keep your career going you need to learn the latest new technologies or you're going to be you're, you're going to be phased out so for me i'm a person uh, you know i'll get made fun of for this but i love school i love learning <laughs> new things and that's why I was driven, I was attracted to the technology field is because 
I just love learning and yeah. learning new skills, and it's a blast. And it continue, and it's gonna continue to challenge you and and make you, you know, learn new things. Right. It's not uh, technology is exciting because it doesn't get stale. Working right. in the technology field. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, aside from your job and you know your career interests, you're living in Boston. You you like to you know go out social. Um, you also I do recall you are a member of a rap group. I'd like you to tell us a little bit about that. Well, it's, we are. I am a, a member of the Gator Gang. Um, the Gator Gang is that that's the name. We're a rap collective. Okay. Um, this is the beautiful thing about uh, another beautiful thing about technology is that even people who don't know much about music can get a software and put together uh, tracks together. It's a blast. Um, yeah. You, you know, I mean, you know about music. You just mean as far as producing. Producing your own music. Uh, yeah. You actually, this is, you see this a lot more in the, the music. You see it in hip hop, um, indie rock, um, punk now. Everybody's doing it themselves. And it's it's super exciting because you can just get a computer. You get a mic. Like, I mean, we're doing a podcast right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, 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 my Mercer's old bedroom here. It's yeah. it's amazing that the technology is giving people the ability to cut out the you know the middleman. You can yeah. just do it yourself now, and it's it's super exciting now. Uh, you know, the Gator Gang. We're we're up and coming, but you know we're <laughs> we're not you know we're we're not publishing our music yet. But it's an exciting to be part of the do it yourself uh, process. Yeah, I mean, and it doesn't need like like you're saying. I mean, the quality doesn't have to suffer because you are just a bunch of guys with a small budget you know like yeah i a budget of like twenty dollars yeah exactly so and that's definitely a huge benefit of technology and you don't have to go through all these hoops just to do have a hobby and and enjoy it and i think that's really cool that you guys did it how long have you guys been doing that since college right yeah i think we officially started our senior year of college. Um, okay. And uh, by official, do you mean uh, we, we we put together an actual uh, collection of music um, the first time in college, and we have <laughs> we've made five albums, which is oh, wow, it's a lot. Uh, it's a lot of albums. <laughs> um, did I say five? I meant to say. Did I, I meant yeah, to say, you said five. I meant to say nine. Oh, nine. Nine, nine albums. albums. In, and it, it's just, you know, it's a fun hobby um, yeah. to creative, creatively uh, express myself. Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here with, he's uh, got, Matt, you got your uh, electronic keyboard, you got an amp right here. It looks like uh, you guys recently re uh, recorded. We're, we're cooking. We're always cooking. <laughs> but that's, I'd encourage your audience, do what you like. You, you have something that you want to go do, do it yeah, because yeah. it's so easy to get started now. There's no, there's no barrier to entry in a hobby you want to pursue. Yeah. And even if you're not the best, like uh, <laughs> uh, I'll be honest, my my hip hop skills are you know very bad, <laughs> but it's it's something fun to do, and I would encourage. I, mean, I, I wouldn't say your skills are very bad. I'd say you have a distinct style. I mean, you like to <laughs> what? You like to rap fast. I mean, uh, I mean, maybe you can't. Some people would call it a distinct style. Some people would call it uh, ear shattering. But <laughs> what matters is that it's fun, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, I was when I was saying uh, 
when did you officially start? I was referring to uh, the tattoo you guys always uh, all got. Was that senior year? Yeah, that was senior year, <laughs> um, spring break. Spring it break might, might have been influenced by some, some alcohol, <laughs> but it's you know it's it's all that's good. awesome though. You guys got a little crew and you're able to keep it going. I mean that that in itself is the difficult part because how many members do you have? Um, well, we have four core members and there's uh, a couple we have a couple people who jump on a track or two oh nice uh, but there's there's four that it's just it, it's nice to have a hobby and these we don't none of these um people i do this with live in massachusetts we're oh, spread okay. out yeah so it's it's nice to be able to have a hobby that brings people together and that we can do remotely yeah. or yeah i mean hobbies are dope i you know <laughs> you know it's for me, like ultimately, you'd love to have your job be your one and only hobby. But I mean, you want to have multiple interests, even if you are do pursuing your own passion. You want to have other things that you're interested in. So. Well, we're not built to just do one thing. Do go into a job, do that thing, come home and sit there, and no. you know, just yeah. stare at it, stare yeah. ahead for <laughs> wait, wait for the next uh, work day. You know. Exactly. Yeah. But um, so. Do you guys post that on uh, like anything? Oh. SoundCloud? We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. You don't want to release it to the fans? Maybe maybe we'll put a track at the end of the song. All right. I mean, yeah, at yeah. the end of the podcast. Well, definitely, we're doing that. Um, and I'll somehow try to weasel a way out where he can get a link for you guys to listen to it. But uh, um, so do you? As far as Boston goes, you. Are, first see yourself living in Boston for a long time you you seem like uh you really enjoy being in the city yeah it's I love being around um all sorts of different people all different neighborhoods um, Boston's actually really developed into a technology uh, technology hub in the east coast uh, I, the way I see it I'll always be able to find a job in Boston because technology is just so important here you have all the colleges um in the area northeastern BU MIT um Harvard that are feeding young talent into the city. So it's a really exciting time to be here. Um, there's always constantly innovation going around. It's super expensive, which is the downside. Oh, yeah. But uh, I love it up here. And I can't imagine living anywhere else right now. Yeah. It does seem like it's growing for sure. This area, well, not not this area per se, but Boston in general um, is definitely growing. And there's always been a lot of young people, but it seems like it is really growing. So it is a good place to be. For sure. It's a good place to be in your early 20s for sure. Yeah. And the nice thing about Boston is, you know, it's not a, you know, there's a lot of different things going on. It's a city where there actually is a decent amount of parks and, and, and it's not like you're in a concrete, you know. It's not the concrete jungle as uh, yeah. some people would say about New York City. Yeah. Uh, there's You can come out to areas that don't feel as much as um, like a city, like New York City with skyscrapers everywhere. There's all sorts of different parts of Boston. And yeah, like you I, said, neighborhoods. Yeah, I would encourage people to come and visit the city. It's, yeah. it's ripe of history. It has one of the most incredible music scenes on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a fun place. Yeah, you like to get get out and you know see some live music, go see some sports games, and and that's another great thing about Boston. Well, too. yeah, don't forget that <laughs> we are we are title town, and uh, people may hate people from Boston for their sports success, but you guys can all suck it. 
All right, man. I appreciate you coming on. This is a cool conversation, and I I learned a lot, and um, I think it's it's cool to get a perspective about what the future is gonna be like with technology because right now, you know, if you're not in that industry, it really is over your head, and it, unless you're like learning that thing on the side, if you're you know trying to stay up up to date, you're really just using your phone and and that your technology information is really limited so it's cool to see how that's how that's progressing and and what the future is going to be like yeah i really appreciate you having me on it's been fun to talk about this uh this stuff uh i like i like teaching technology i like i like being uh somebody who spreads the good word of technology and also says you know be cautious but it's an exciting time to work in the field and i i appreciate being willing to share uh, some of my knowledge All right, so um, thanks for coming on, and I'll see you later. Let's dab over to Mike. Ooh. (laughs) All right. All right, everyone. That was our interview with Matt Rice. I had a great time talking about all different types of things when when we talked about uh, technology and 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 the future of of technology. Uh, it was interesting to talk about the positives and negatives uh, because on the one hand, great things about technology is, you know, there are so many different things that are are we're able to access at our fingertips, you know, um, when we talked about education and uh, communication with other people, um, which is great. I mean, access to all that information is great uh for people who want to you know learn um but and you know obviously there are negatives too um but it was just really cool because um there are so many possibilities uh for the future and and it's cool to think about and i actually wrote a blog uh, a few weeks ago about artificial intelligence because it's really interesting to me so if you want to learn more definitely check that out and I and I really appreciate Matt coming on as a guest and kind of explaining to me how how this all works, you know, big data and machine learning because it's something that is in becoming increasingly relevant in today's world and I and I didn't really know exactly what it was, but but once he explained it it kind of clicked um but it but it was nice for him to share a little bit about what he does and and these new topics that are going to be very crucial in everyday life really so uh, i really appreciate him uh sharing sharing that and sharing his time as well all right everyone first story time i got a story for you guys and it involves matt i figured i'd bring one in uh since i i've known matt for a while since middle school and we were we were friends since middle school and uh uh, so I got a story for you guys. Uh, so my mom's side of the family, she, uh, her family, ever since she was a kid, they owned a small cottage in the Cape, and it and it's nice because it's it's got a little beach area, and you know it's right on the beach, so it's a great spot uh, for the summer. And if you guys don't know what the Cape is, it's it's Cape Cod. It's right um, in Massachusetts. It's uh, an area off um on the southern coast it's got a little like um it's a small strip of land but it's 
it's got um it's a really big uh beach destination for a lot of the east coast uh or the northeast coast but anyways so we were i brought some of my friends down uh one summer for uh, a week and or a few days or something and we were able to use some kayaks and bring them out onto the ocean and we always go down to an area where uh, Swan River is the name of the river it meets the ocean and and the cool thing about it is it's got a pretty strong current uh, depending on the tide so what we did was we ended up going down to the river um, on the kayaks during high tide and so during high tide the ocean is um, taking over the river current and is flowing pretty strong into the river um, so it was great on the way in we were able to zoom right into the river and and kind of chill there for a little bit but on the way back we had to go up against it and in order to get over to the ocean side and out of the river we have to go around this you know jetty and so <sighs> we're going and and we only have two kayaks and four people so we got to share the kayak two single kayaks with each person um so there's two people on each kayak and which obviously is weighing it down and so we're this current is is strong and uh I got uh, one of our friends, I think it was uh, Jake Ratcliffe, on the back of my kayak, and and um, Ricey has uh, my brother on the back of his kayak, and so we're paddling along, and me and and me and Rat are able to get by with no problem. But then uh, I'm just watching Ricey, and he's trying to paddle with all his might, and he's getting too close to that jetty and I was like yo you gotta you gotta you gotta speed up or something you gotta do and he just gets too close to it and just slams into the jetty and they just capsize just get they just get slammed onto the jetty and they're all scraped up and and it was just like a mess and and we were just me and Rat were just like, oh my god, I can't believe this happening. We were cracking up, but it was a great story. Um, it's just funny because I guess you had to be there. I don't know. I thought it was funny, but uh, uh, Ricey's a good guy. He's a little clumsy, but he's the man, so uh, I had to share that one. Sorry to embarrass him, but uh, that was a funny one. So that's my story, and that's the show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. See you guys next time. Man, I feel like I could bench more than you. You can't. I feel like I could bench. I could bench your body weight plus your mom's body weight plus everyone who's ever met's body weight. I, I like the confidence, dude. Gator rapping brother, blunt rapping hotel, just rip another track, son. Uh oh, Peter one heat holding, you got sun, ding ding, bell, band ring, lights out, in the class, in the ring, cause I'm done haggling. Grab the bin, hide the tags, grass the bin, and our opposite of in. That's out, flow to the gas, ran out, trying to be a middle class standout without a handout. Put a brand out, see some shit I've been hearing about. Pull the reins, cause I'm headed south, feeling dirty.
reins, cars ain't it, looking for no plane Jane swinging, swerving, switching through lanes Hope the feelings stay the same, hope they all remember the name T-A-U-T, Gator Gang, 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 Because I was waking up every day hoping that I'm dying If I said anything else, man, I would be lying And I Snapchat you guys crying like a little bitch And I said, this is it, man, fuck young Kentucky I have my gang and I am lucky I couldn't ask for more, okay, maybe just some money And a little whore A cup and a cute little but It wouldn't be a young reckless verse if I didn't give a fuck, uh What is my legacy? What can this gonna be? I can do it all, just wait and see What is my legacy? My life might be cut short, early death runs in the fam Gonna build a legacy, only my footprints in the sand Can't rely on handouts Anytime I can be blown out John Cena on the mic, my time is now Plan for tomorrow, but live for today With Donnie in charge, any day could be the last day I started at the bottom, but now I'm here Still at the bottom, but the whole crew's here Gonna ride and die together, gonna live without fear We're gonna get older, have different thoughts But I'm gonna keep rhyming, that's my cross to bear String me up on the cross and good lord crucify BFG will take the heat so the other gears can fly I'll keep rhyming my style, let my flow be comic relief And never forget, I do it for my crew Always for my brothers, that's the gator philosophy We don't live for the gators, we lord, let it be my legacy Legacy. There was a confession last night, an STD confession. I will whip out my dick right now and show you that my dick is gay. No, 